Today, the fourth Sunday of Easter, is usually called Good Shepherd Sunday because it's the day, the Sunday of the Easter season on which we read the accounts of Christ calling himself the Good Shepherd. Each year the Gospel reading is slightly different, but it's on the same theme. Usually this year is the day in which we pray for vocations, particularly vocations to the priesthood. But because today in Australia and New Zealand is also Anzac Day, most parishes, I think, certainly the parish where I am, is putting that just aside for this year, and we will pray for vocations next Sunday. On Anzac Day, as we always do, we pray for the souls of our fellow Australians who died in war and other military endeavours. We pray for the salvation of their souls, particularly those who have no one to pray for them now and those who are most in need of our prayers. And as we mark their personal sacrifice and their endeavours and their bravery and courage and fidelity, we see in what they did an image, very human of course, and sometimes weak and faltering, of the Good Shepherd himself, who, to quote from our Lord's own words, lays down his life for his sheep. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. To turn now to Christ as the Good Shepherd, I suppose it's one of the most recognisable and most loved images of the Christian faith. We have the beautiful 23rd Psalm, The Lord is my shepherd. So along with that psalm and the image that Christ gives us of himself, Christians have always taken great encouragement and consolation from the notion that the Lord is one who guides us, who watches over us, who is beside us in trials and difficulties and who will lead us home to safety. Included in the image of the Good Shepherd is also the image of the Church as the sheepfold, and Christ as the sole and necessary gateway into the Church. This flock that is the Church has only one Shepherd, and that is Christ. But he has decided that it be governed and guided in his name and by his authority, by human shepherds. Through the church and through his human shepherds, the good shepherd even to this very day still speaks, forgives sins and makes his body and blood present on the altar. The church and and Christ are one person. They cannot be separated. And that's not something that we thought up. It's something that Christ himself has told us. You probably know that the shepherds of the Middle East do not drive their flocks before them, like what happens on the big sheep farms of Australia. Instead, they walk ahead of their sheep, and they call them to follow by calling out their names. That's why our Lord speaks the words, I know my own, and my own know me. The sheep know the shepherd's voice, and they respond to it. This going before and calling out to follow is exactly the way that God operates. 
God never forces, never compels, never intimidates. God always calls and invites, and then assists the human person to respond. This leads us to consider the remarkable statement of St. Peter in today's first reading. For of all the names in the world given to men, the name of Jesus is the only one by which we can be saved. We would be wrong to think that this is only Peter's personal opinion so that he could be mistaken. He was, as we are told at the beginning of the reading, filled with the Holy Spirit. So this understanding is one revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, whom Christ sent to remind the apostles of all that he had said and to teach them the truth. Perhaps we need to put aside the inclusion and diversity so loved by our society to understand this. God chose the people of Israel and they became the ones who proclaimed him to the world before Christ came. God also prepared them as the ones from whom the Saviour would come. But Christ came not just to save one people, but all people. That's why he said he has other sheep who are not of the fold. That's also why St Peter could boldly tell the rulers and elders what he did about Jesus of Nazareth. It is God's will that all people be saved and come to knowledge of the truth through Christ. For a sheep, the animal, with its needs, it is enough to be a beloved sheep of a good human shepherd. For a human person with our needs, it might be enough to be a beloved subject or beloved servant of Christ, our Divine Master. Yet he has given us something infinitely more. We are, by gift, children of God. We shall even be like God, as St John says in the Epistle. It is astonishing to us that we are children of God, yet so we are by holy baptism. It is equally astonishing to us that the world does not recognise this. But the world does not know us, because it did not and does not know Christ. We have to make Christ known, but at the same time we have this largely undiscovered treasure of being in this relationship with God that will unfold in heaven into something even more astonishing. We cannot boast about this, nor can we look down upon those not within the Catholic Church. It is none of our doing. Our faith, our place in the Catholic Church, is a generous gift to us. And we must show our gratitude by the witness of our lives, and occasionally, when we can, to speak of the beauty and truth of our Catholic faith and all that it promises us and gives us, both in this life and in the next. May our risen Saviour, whose name is holy and whose name is the name by which only the human race can be saved, be praised and glorified forever. Amen.